This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Um, today... We're going to talk about off-grid living. Um, I, I guess I kind of just really wanted to talk about how much uh, how much that it's romanticized. And, and people get an idea. You know, at first uh, I was going to do an episode on, on bushcraft and, and that outside stuff. And then, well, then Kevin bailed on me this morning, as you can kind of put together here. And uh, so anyway, more I was thinking about it when I was doing the research over the week, I kept coming across about people talking about how hard it actually is when they go out and try and implement all these things. And, you know, and, and the big conclusion like was really you need to spend time outside. You know, you need to be out there doing it. And I think so much that that's really the reality of the whole kind of off-grid living and and kind of the the fantasy and romance i guess is really what it comes down to people watch those shows like uh, alone or um you know naked and afraid or you know survivor and they see all those things and you get an idea in your head of what it would be like. And you're like, Oh, that's not so bad. You know, you're not feeling the elements, you know, the cold, the, 
the the freezing or the burning hot or the mosquitoes biting your neck every two minutes or the black flies when you're in the uh, up in Canada, you know, or or whatever it is that gets to you. Unless you actually spend some time kind of embracing that life, it's hard, you know, to to imagine. And people end up with a uh, a very different, you know, image or, or persona of what it is. And I think that's something that we all kind of fall into. You know, anything you look at, you know, they always say what the grass is greener on the other side, right? And that's, you know, that, that's kind of it, you know, you romanticize it. You know, I was watching a lot of videos on people who moved up to Alaska and, and that kind of thing. And they talk about, you know, they grew up reading, uh, the little, little house on the prairie books and, you know, that's how they imagine it. And then you go up and and you move up to Alaska, one of the last, you know, frontiers of freedom in America that, you know, people think, hey, I'll have people out of my business and I'll be able to embrace life and enjoy things and, and do it on my own terms. And that's awesome. But when they get out there, you know, it's not always as easy and as simple and straightforward as you imagine. And I think one of the big things, one of the big killers that, that get to people is the loneliness, you know, um, you know, even if it's just you and your spouse or you and your spouse and your two little kids and, and, you know, that small close knit group of, of working together all the time and just being in each other's space and, and dealing with each other like that, you end up, um, not, I don't know. You don't get any outside influence and people get very alone and they get very depressed. And some people mentally are, uh, are good for that, but some people aren't, you know, some people really truly don't want to be around people and other times, you know, so I don't know. I know there was that TV show, or sorry, there was a YouTube video called uh, Alone in the Wilderness. <clears throat> and it was uh, some guy back in maybe the 70s. I don't even remember exactly. I probably should have looked it up. His name was uh, Dick. I don't know. His name was Dick. That's the bottom line. But uh, he was the one who goes up to Alaska and you see him out there with an axe <clears throat> and he builds the log cabin. And it's really entertaining. You know, you're like, oh, that guy's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. You know, you see the beautiful mountains in the backdrop and it's really inspiring. And, you know, you get that. Yeah, this is, you know, that's what I want. I, I don't want the, the government nonsense in my life. I don't want to worry about, you know, people who are confused and I have to use their proper pronouns or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that's stressing you out about the day to day and going out and having something simple and real is awesome. But just the same, even though you go out and do that, it, it's hard. He was actually getting uh, like airdrops of supplies and, you know, talking to people, it wasn't the true alone that, you know, it appeared to be in the, uh, in the show or, you know, in the video, 
it was, you know, really kind of, you know, less than that, but still you end up with such a long, you know, cold, lonely time. And I'm just saying, these are things you need to mentally prepare for. I'm not saying all doom and gloom. I'm saying when you go out and practice these things, when you do these things, you actually understand it better. And when you get familiar with camping and whatever, camping for two, three days with the family or even, you know, maybe a week, that's one thing, you know, or you go up to the cabin on the lake and you hang out and, you know, speed boats and water skis and whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of, of yesteryear, you know, back a million years ago. And they, you know, go out and do these things. It's awesome. But when it's every day of the same thing, it can kind of get a little old and whatever. And I think going out and experience these things would be, you know, maybe the trick. And like, I know Alaska, right? They always talk about the, the, you know, the forever summer or forever winter, you know, what I'm talking about is the light, the daylight and the, the nighttime, you know, the darkness and that's tough, you know, and getting adjusted to something like that, that kind of thing can really put a damper and, you know, mess with your head. But I think also the same thing, you know, we watched that movie, uh, into the wild, right. And that kid goes out with the and he ends up, you know, living in the old bus and, and then he's eating the stuff and ends up like starving to death, you know, no matter what he does, he can't get ahead of it. And, you know, we so much, you know, I know my kids watch that and we're like, Ooh, I want to go out and do that. You know, even though you see the ugly end, you know, you see where it, it turns away because it is romantic. It is, you know, a, a nostalgia thing that we build up. And it is awesome to be self-reliant. I think that's everybody's like inner goal it is to be able to take care of your own uh, your own business and, and be self-reliant. But there's a lot to be said for community. Um, there is a lot of good that comes out of working with people and, you know, dealing with others and, and whatever friendship, family, you know, having a significant other that you care about those things make life a lot easier. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, it'd be cool to start implementing and go out and try these things out, see what the reality is, see how hard it is to filter water and get clean water, see how hard it is cooking you know, off grid and doing things like that. If that's something you're really planning for, really start to kind of work into it and, you know, ease the skills and, and stuff into your life, you know, more and more, that's kind of the beauty of it is, is to do that like slow transition into the life you want, you know, start adding all the things instead of maybe, committing to a full on farm with, you know, all these animals and all these different things. Maybe you buy the piece of land and you get some chickens. I mean, I'm not saying you wouldn't want to buy something with infrastructure in place. If you got the bucks and things that can do it, I think that's awesome. But I also think that, you know, easing into the responsibility and to what, you know, what's out there is a good way to be, you know, that's that's the uh, trick. 
uh, or just move up to Alaska and be all in, jump right in, uh, right out of the gate, right? That's always the, uh, the the better option. I don't know. I imagine, I imagine if uh, if I just packed up things and and moved up to Alaska, I'd be in for a rude awakening. That's that's pretty much my understanding. Um, you know, we all, like I said, have these ideas and and the fantasy, but that's what I'm worried about. You know, if something happened and we immediately got thrust into, you know, kind of an off-grid lifestyle, like, you know, without any planning and, and easing into it, then I would say, you know, that's something that a lot of people would find shocking and, and, you know, rude, um, and, and hard to deal with. I mean, obviously collapse of society, something like that, that's shocking and horrible, but I'm saying just the abrupt change in lifestyle would be very shocking and upsetting and more and more, you know, it looks like that might be a possibility or that the world will change where, you know, we live, need to live on a tighter budget or maybe we're limited in how much we drive because they don't like us driving our cars because the evil gas engines or, you know, some kind of lockdown for, you know, COVID 37 or whatever's coming next, you know? Um, but that's the reality is you need to, uh, to get used to a lifestyle before you, you know, just jump in feet first. Yeah. That's what I'm always afraid of is, you know, that rude awakening. I know the family, you know, I I'm sure a lot of your family isn't as on board with prepping as maybe, you know, you are, or maybe the wife is the one really on board pushing or the husband or, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. Not everybody has that same romantic fantasy and it's not all going to be rainbows and sunshine. I, I think maybe that's, that's what I should have called this episode is rainbows and sunshine. Um, that's probably what I'll, I'll change the title to. I, I had one plan and and now I'll go a different way, but that's, that's the thing is, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be the buzzkill. I'm trying to get, say, Hey, let's get outside. Let's spend time around the campfire. Let's spend time cooking off grid. Let's go out and build some fires. Let's see what it's like being out in the temperature in the weather all the time. Let's see what it's like to, you know, live off, 3000 Watts or, you know, whatever it is, you know, a 3000 Watt solar system or whatever, you know, works for people, but, you know, understand, get some kind of baseline, I guess, before you decide that this is what I'm going to commit to. And, you know, just start to embrace these things. And I got to say, when you do that, you're going to start to see where there's holes in your in your plans, your preps, you know, you'll see where things start to, you know, go amiss or what you might need that would change your day. You know, when you go without coffee, uh, does that, you know, ruin your whole life? You know, I don't know. And maybe it's something you get used to after a week or two. I, I can't imagine that world. You know, that's not maybe the world for me, but maybe that's, that would be good. You know, maybe everybody would be all right with it. Um, 
you know, hey, who doesn't like to drink whiskey at the end of a long day? You know, I don't know. You do you, right? And when that stuff runs out and your world changes, then, you know, it becomes very different. And and it can be hard mentally to appreciate it. Um, I don't know. And, you know, I, I'm looking at, at some of the comments we get. And, you know, some people have grown up with that lifestyle. It's been all they've known. And that's awesome. And that's good. And they're a piece. You know, how many little kids, you know, can you throw at a creek and whatever, and they just have hours and hours of fun and have a great time. And some people are cool with that. And, you know, you upheaval the upheaval and, and grab kids out of the, you know, the house today. And they're so used to staring at their tablet and their phone and, you know, the computer and all the different things. Is it the dramatic shock or do they ease right back into it? You know, firsthand, I'm not even, you know, a hundred percent how that plays out for everybody, but I know that it's going to be different and there are going to be challenges. And there's going to be things that you need to, you know, look at and and think about beforehand before you get the kind of rude awakening. And, you know, maybe it's just awesome. Maybe you you take your Bible out there and, and uh, you know, you become the new man or your copy of Atlas Shrugged, whatever it is that, that does it for you. I, I don't know. I'd probably have both uh, next to the uh, bed, but. Um, and that's the thing, like I even, you know, where I am now, if I want to go to Lowe's or, or whatever, it's, it's 40 minutes, you know, I got to get in the car and, and make real effort to go somewhere. And, you know, it's a commitment to drive into town or to do something. So it's just a change from what people are typically used to, you know, I used to live in a, a pretty populated area of New York and, you know, it's very different. You know, 70 miles from town or 30 miles from town or, you know, whatever that all, you know, different levels of excursion. And I don't know, it's just something to get used to. And, and I just think people build up these ideas and, and I just, I wasn't trying to have like the downer episode of, you know, oh, it's all doom and gloom. No, that's not what I mean at all. What I mean is you need to mentally prepare yourself. You need to understand that it's different and maybe see what it takes to make those changes, you know, see what happens when you start implementing some of that into your life. And decide if it's really what you want or really if you're prepared for it, you know, depending how you're looking at it, whether you're looking at, at just going off grid or whether you're, you know, looking at living a lifestyle that, you know, is, uh, I don't know, kind of forced on you, we'll say, by a, a bad scenario. But I mean, again, when bad things happen, you kind of don't have a choice, right? You have to kind of be all in and uh, and and uh, embrace it. But you know, hey, to each their own. Um, another thing I would say that's important is to actually go out and apply the skills, though. And that's what 
you know, where I think people fall short, you know, everybody is willing to put all this money into it. Uh, you know, like I said, we'll buy EMP shield, right. They'll use the code badass. They'll get their discount, go do that. It's awesome. And I'm good for that. And they'll buy their, their buckets of food from, you know, I don't know, uh, my Patriot supply or whatever. One of those, you'll buy a ton of, of frozen food and you'll have stockpile there and you'll maybe, I don't know, buy all your big bulk stuff at Sam's club and you load it up and that's good. But the implementing and embracing it is another thing where, Oh, now I'm eating pancakes for the 17th day in a row. Or, you know, I know at my house we're eating eggs pretty much every morning, you know, and, and some people might be like, Hey, that's not really the life for me. And I'm like, well, I have a counter full of eggs. So it, it's what we're going to do. You know, we're going to, Oh, we might make it into a quiche or they might be soft boiled today or scrambled eggs again, or, you know, Hey, we'll, we'll do fried eggs and potatoes or make some kind of egg burrito. But that's my point. You know, you're saying like, Hey, dude, you're like naming the same thing over and over. And yeah, that that could be, you know, back to that simpler lifestyle, what people end up getting, you know, that's, that's really what it comes down to is you might end up with that same, you know, monotony and it can wear on people, you know, it, it makes things a little hard. And then you add the stress of, you know, being out gathering firewood and doing things to stay warm or dealing Dealing with little food, uh, dealing with uh, food deprivation or whatever, you know, where you're not getting enough calories based on, you know, what you're outside doing because you're not living that same sedentary lifestyle that people are, you know, used to. Then, you know, you need to, uh, you need to be aware of what's coming. And like I said, it can be hard. And, and that's all, you know, they, I just, you know, it's, I guess it's rainbows and sunshine, but life can also be hard. And, and I think that's so much what you need to, uh, you know, what you need to, uh, embrace with this and just understand. And I think if people go in with the right attitude, I think absolutely all day, it can work out where everything's great. But I think you need to mentally prepare for that. And I think having a group or a community, you know, the mutual assistance groups and the things like that, that we talk about having people around you to support you and to do, you know, the work with you, then I think you could be so much better, you know, so much better off. I think, you know, relying on people or having everybody on board, getting the family out camping and used to it getting your family, having some off-grid breakfasts, uh, cracking open some of the, the freeze-dried meals or whatever it is that's your plan, get used to that lifestyle a little bit. And I think that then you can, uh, you know, be more able to cope and less stress when the, uh, the time comes. But that's where I would, you know, want it to be. I also think that it's so important that when you go out and you actually implement these things, you realize where the holes and the flaws 
might be in your, in your survival plans, in your preps, you realize, you know what, that could be what the game changer is. You know, that was the thing uh, I was watching all these videos and, and they're going through the different stuff and they talk about, oh, well, we lived in this one cabin in Alaska and then we went to another cabin in Alaska. And when we did that, we realized, hey, this one had the outhouse over here and it made their world a thousand times better. Or they had uh, they had uh, like a foam cover on the toilet seat in the outhouse, right? And they're like, oh my God, what a difference in how warm my butt is when I sit on a uh, insulated toilet seat, you know? Or you have those old school cushy foam ones, you know, with the plastic that used to get cracked that were like the the foam kind of thing and they get all dried out and old. But when you sit on those, it's nice and warm, right? You realize the little things that might make, you know, things better or having a real outdoor kitchen set up with a nice roof overhead that made all the difference in the world. Or I know the guys up in Alaska, um, you know, something like having a, uh, outdoor, uh, hot tub kind of thing, you know, it, it might be a wood fired box and, you know, a heat system to have a tank to sit in after a day in the cold might not be a bad thing. You know, you realize when you actually implement things, when you talk to people, when you get involved in a community, you realize all the different things that might be better. And I think that's why like listening to this podcast, watching, you know, all your favorite off-grid guys on the internet or watching shows like Alone or things like that. If this is a lifestyle that you think you might want to embrace or whatever, realizing all the little tricks that can make your life so much easier is going to take you so much further. Um you know, you got to find out where the pain is that people have and other people have already been through it. That's the beauty of it is you can learn instead of saying, oh yeah, the world will collapse and I'll go have this, you know, little house on the prairie fantasy. And instead you can say, you know what, that would be really hard, but you know what, this clever invention, you know, there's something I could do. And I don't mean clever invention, like stuff you guys got to run out and buy. I mean, stuff that you need to, you know, um, when you see the other stuff, stuff you can make and build, you know, uh, I'm talking about guys I see with their, you know, stock uh, animal water tanks, you know, and, and off grid. I, uh, Uncle Whiskey, who's uh, up in Alaska there in the icy north, he uh, he mentioned that, you know, the hot tubs and saunas, that that's, you know, a big plus up there. I mean, those things, that's that's what I'm talking about is the little things that make such a huge difference. You know, something that, you know, maybe it's blackout curtains, right. For when you have the nonstop, you know, endless sun and maybe it doesn't bother you, you know, maybe you shut your eyes and, and you're good at night, but you know, maybe having the room that's in the dark, maybe that, uh, you know, helps and makes the difference. You know, these things are real and also having enough light and, and, you know, embracing some kind of, you know, bright lifestyle when things are uh, going good. That's, you know, that's the way to do it. Hey. You know, like this is 
the inspiration that people need to choose out the right spouse, right? I mean, you know, obviously I'm older. A lot of people are are established and you have the spouse you have and, and you're good and happy and whatever. But when you think about what you want out of life, then, you know, that's, think of somebody you could really spend time with. Think of somebody who's going to be there to support you instead of, well, she looks pretty. So she's got that and we'll just, you know, go with that. Um, I don't know the, uh, but that's, that's what people do. You know, they, they don't choose based on a kind of best friend or a companion. And that really should be your number one priority. Some of the pitfalls that could really do you in, you know, are, you know, having the wrong people around you or choosing the wrong things, or like I said, forgetting the right type of gear, the right thing. And the more you embrace the community, and even if that's embracing the community before things go bad, then the more you're going to have success with it. Um, Talking to other people and getting out and involved and seeing what other people are doing. You know, one of the biggest things I see, uh, we, we have like the wife does a big flower farm thing here and we grow tons of vegetables and we have chickens and rabbits and you know, all the things, you know, but going and seeing other people's farms and go talking to people and, and being like, Hey, what are you doing? What's working for you? You have this type of soil. Like I do. How do you get around these problems and obstacles, you know, that we have, like we have clay or whatever. And, you know, some people in their mind, you know, at first you're like, oh, do we go get some sand and put it in there? Turns out that just turns it to cement and it doesn't end well. So, but that's the thing you need to, you know, these are the things that people who are living the same life already know, you know, the lessons that they learned, you learn about the obstacles and the things that, you know, could really help you you know, oh, we do this to fight whatever, you know, the Japanese beetle that's eating all our fruit trees or, you know, the deer keep eating my apples off my apple tree. So I planted garlic around the base. I mean, these are the tricks that you learn from being involved in a community. And that's where it really, uh, you know, it can really change things. It can really help out where, you know, how your life is going to play out. I got to say, It's better than being, you know, overwhelmed by it. It's better than being blindsided. And what it really comes down to is if you want the rainbows and sunshine life, you're going to need community. You're going to need to, and like I said, it doesn't mean to plan the end of the world. You know, maybe your prep is that you're going to your cabin out on the mountain and you're going to be, you know, alone and just fine and whatever. And maybe that's fine. And you and your family or you and the wife or you and the wife and the kids, that's all good. But embracing the community and learning what's out there, what's going on and who you can, you know, how you can rely on systems that work and people that work. If, you know, if you're thinking mutual assistance group, that kind of thing, you know, learning others skills and, and knowing, you know, where you should devote your efforts. These are the things to do beforehand and to embrace. So I'm just saying rainbows and sunshine, that's where you guys need to be. You know, it's just, it's not always that, but if you 
go out and practice, if you go out and embrace it a little bit, if you try and enjoy this world a little bit and, you know, see what happens, you know, take the parts that you love, whatever drew you to it, whatever drew you to wanting to go have an off-grid life or to be prepared, you know, maybe like, you know, for me early on was, hey, my world could dramatically change. You know, I don't know if you guys ever heard the story because I probably haven't mentioned it in a long time ago, but one of the big things that kind of got me into the the whole prepping thing was that a million years ago, I, uh, I, I was, when I was in the Navy, we were over in uh, Kosovo and we were just, you know, bombing Yugoslavia and, and doing all kinds of stuff. Well, it's weird because we're basically trying to stop genocide and bad things. I don't know. You know, there's always all kinds of reasons that the government gets into things that aren't exactly the official reasons. But anyway, the bottom line is the the government was kind of rolling through town. It's kind of that whole Sunni Shiite thing with the Muslims and rolling through town and anybody they didn't agree with, they'd roll them out of town and burn everything and, attack women and children and chase them off and their life got abruptly changed, you know? And I was like, I never want to be in a position where I feel so impotent, incapable of protecting my family where I would be, you know, unable to do something. And to me, that thought is kind of terrifying and having the peace of mind of being able to, uh, to do that, you know, it's huge. You need to be able to, you know, to take care of your family. And, you know, that's the same thing as you sitting in on the couch, watching TV and popcorn with the kids. And then somebody kicks in the door and has a gun and you don't have a handgun on your side or on the table next to you or near you, right? You would feel so helpless and unable to defend them. And I just never want to be in that situation. You know, I've had situations in the past where I've been, you know, caught flat footed, as they say, or, you know, off guard. And I never wanted that. And I never wanted to see that again. Right. So I take steps to prepare and that gives me peace of mind. Right. And this is one more thing, you know, that I was talking about is you just, when you, plan a lifestyle like that. It's one more step to ensure success. If you go out and you practice it, if you go out and try out what you're doing, you make a plan beforehand. You don't just jump in the water without knowing how to swim. I know people say, Oh, well, that's how you're going to learn. You know, uh, what is there? There's like an old John Wayne uh, video on YouTube where you see him pick up the kid and toss him in the lake or whatever in the Creek. Cause he's like, Oh, I can't swim. And well, you need to learn. Well, yeah, but you know, it's a little bit easier if you get some kind of instruction first is all I'm saying. You can definitely rush along the process, but that that's really what it comes down to. So like I said, it maybe isn't always rainbows and sunshine, but by talking and communicating with people, by interacting with the community, and basically getting your feet wet and understanding things, you can make it where 
it is a lot closer to rainbows and sunshine. And I will say, if you're the only guy with solar or your car still runs and nobody else's does, well then, you know what? It's going to feel like rainbows and sunshine when everybody else's world is falling apart. So that's basically the goal. So anyway, you guys have questions, concerns, you want to yell at Kevin for not being here this morning, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, you want to find some cool survival and prepping something badass, uh, t-shirts and coffee mugs. I guess I'm drinking a black rifle coffee mug this morning, but, uh, preppingbadass.com. Click on gear. You can check out. We got some cool stuff. I would also encourage you guys to, uh, join us in the Facebook group or on the, uh, the Facebook page. I'll try and get the links in the show notes and, uh, you know, just be part of the community. You know, a lot of guys watch us on YouTube and, and follow us there too. So you can be in the chat in the morning. Um, I do have a real hard time trying to have coherent thoughts and reading the chat at the same time. Uh, definitely goes a little bit easier when I have Kevin here. Cause yeah, it's, I, it's kind of like chewing gum and walking, you know, you can't do both at the same time. Or like I said, I can't do both at the same time. But I would say Merry Christmas. I know that's coming up here for uh, you guys in the next uh, two days, something, three days. So very close. And uh, anyway, with that, stay safe. And I will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.